Good. Listen, I'm just excited. I really am. Somewhat overwhelmed. I hadn't been this way in a very long time. But uh, I'm confident in what the Father has for you today. And uh, I'm going to use a little bit of the content that came out of our morning meeting to try to help prepare you for what uh, the Father has for you this morning. There's a couple of things that were said. One of the things that was mentioned was getting the content in the cup. Content in the cup. In other words, sometimes there's so much in you or there's so much that, one, that, that, that just flows. It's important that you try to get the heart of it the heart of the meaning, the heart of the idea, and to the cup of the person that's receiving it. So keep that in mind. Content in your cup. Also, we talked about perspective, how you see things. Being able, And it was so nice. I like the way um, my brother said it. He said perspective is the only way, that is, is the one way we can measure both physically and, and spiritually so. The way we see something, the way we perceive something. You know, we can touch this glass physically, but yet we can always imagine it. Is it half full? Is it three-quarter full? Or is it a quarter empty? You know, it's all about the, the perspective on how you receive that. Talked about passion. You know, being passionate, being violent, receiving something. And we also talked about, and I probably ain't said everything we talked about, but we also talked about imagination. The importance of your imagination. Where does it come from? Why is it there? What is able to, how is able to add to you? And, 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 and how people's imagination, just simply somebody, an uh, example that was given, simply somebody imagine a glass, not having to drink water from your hand. But what if I put it in a cup or a glass, a container of some sort? That came from someone's imagination. Amen? And, and one that really stood out to me that was said was one of the, one of the persons um, was reading a book. And they said, I feel, I know that I'm joined to Apostle Ball simply because I read his words. And through his words, there were life. The spirit of what he was saying connected to me and has caused me to walk with somebody I don't even know. I probably met once in my lifetime, and I don't even really know them physically. I haven't even spent any time with them, but yet I'm able to walk with them. And I thought, man, oh, they don't even know. We, I could just say amen right now and go home <laughs> from, from what was said today, you know. And uh, it was, it's very also, I want to do this. Let's go to St. John. If you have your books, your Bibles, I'm sorry. And we're going to go to St. John, 14th chapter. And it's very familiar with you. And I'm going to take my time. I'm really going to do my best to take my time to really express to you what we're talking about because the whole idea of what we're saying today or what we've been talking about a whole series is walking with the king. 
you know, and it's something that when you walk with the king, the, even the, just the word walk has uh, has a, a special kind of uh, meaning in its own. To walk with somebody is more than just taking a stroll together. It's more than just, okay, we side by side, we're going to walk down this aisle together, we're going to walk out the door, we're going to take a walk around the block or whatever. But to walk with somebody is to truly get to know them, to open yourself to them and to, for them to open up to you and for the two of you to exchange, to pour into one another. I pour into you, you pour into me. That's walking together so we never have to walk anywhere physically but if I pour into you and you pour into me if we if we commune together then we are walking together so to walk with the king means that you have to commune with that king there has to be an outpouring and I, and, and I know that's that's kind of <clears throat> Excuse me. I know that's kind of strange. Got a minute in my mouth. Almost choked on it. <laughs> and I know that's kind of strange when we start talking about, well, we're walking with the king, and that king is the father. That king is the, 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 the king of all kings. He's Christ. What is it that I have to pour into Christ? I know he pours into me, and I receive all. But what is it do I have to give to him? And the exchange that we give for what he gives us, oh, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not equal. It's not of equal value. But there is an exchange that he requires from us. So if I walk with the Father, then there has to be an exchange. Something about me has to be released. Not only do I open up to receive, but I open up to give. And so, it's, 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 like I said, it ain't fair. He pours into me life. He pours into me strength. He pours into me health. He pours into me understanding. And, and all I give him is my mess. First, I start giving him my ugly stuff. But you know what? I, I, we don't stay ugly. We don't stay ugly. I remember my father actually taught me that one time and I was one of my first messages I was preaching and I, and I told him I said you know I said to the people you know my our you know no matter what we do our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags unto the father and 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 nothing you can do can compare to the righteousness of God you know and all that stuff and I was just all excited and people all excited and everything <laughs> and, and and he and and, and you know, he listened, he listened, and he pulled me aside after he said, son, let me tell you something. He said, my righteousness ain't filthy. There's nothing about your righteousness that is filthy. He said, you were once a sinner. You was once filthy. You was once all those things that was vile and vulgar and, and perverted unto the Father. He said, but when that cleaning... There was a cleaning, there was a sanctifying, there was a justification. There was something that purified you, that purified me, that purifies us. That my righteousness is his righteousness. 
His righteousness is my righteousness. He said, son, you, your righteousness is no longer filtered. So he said, I never want to hear you say that again. I said, I won't. <laughs> I won't because I understood something. I understood something that was, that was beyond words, something that was beyond what I read. And see, if I was religious, I could have argued. No, that's what the word said. That, here it is. Read it right there. But there's something more. There's something more. When you begin to walk with somebody, when you begin to rub elbows with somebody, there's something more that goes beyond the words and the things that you hear and the things that is said that is even written down. Come on, I know I'm making somebody mad because I'm talking about the Bible. There's something more. There's something more. All right, here we go. John 14, and uh, I think it's the fourth, or the fourth verse. Oh, John 14, 4. Go to 6. Go to 6. All right, stay there because I got ahead of myself on 6. But I'm going to read what I wrote for you. John chapter 14, and I got wrote, I have written here the fourth verse, and maybe I wrote it wrong. But it says, and where I go, you know. And the way you know. Now, if you're familiar with this scripture, you know it says, I go to prepare a place for you. And where I go, there you may be also. And then he, he finished, and what's jumped out to me, he said, where I go, where I go, you know. And the way you know. Now. If nobody has told you how to get to 125, you know, Integra Village, how would you know? We Google it nowadays. We, I got Jesus on Google. <laughs> I know everything about Jesus. He's on Google Maps. <laughs> but the walk, the, the joining, the pouring in, the pouring out, the pouring in, the pouring out. There's more than just a pouring in or pouring out. It's a feeling that takes place. It's a, it's, it's a relationship that happens. It's a communion that happens between us. It's a, it's a nature exchange. It's an exchange of nature. It's an exchange of mind. It's an exchange of thoughts. It's an exchange of being. My DNA changes. Both literally and physically, I change. I'm not the same anymore. Hallelujah. Thank you. Something about me is being transformed. My mind is constantly being renewed. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm being changed constantly by the renewing of my mind. That's what I love about the Father. He don't just... He don't just teaches me something. He don't just expose me to something good. But he always, he changes my nature. So now when I think about the fact that you're going away, and, and, and I'm not going to see you, nor will I be able to follow you, but the place that you're going to, I'm going to know how to get there. And I'm going to know where you are, I'm going to know where you are, and I'm going to know how to get there. But you said nothing to me. So how is that possible? I, 
my wife, I love this example all the time. And, and it happens. It happens with us all the time. <laughs> Don't be worried, baby. I got you this time. <laughs> happens all the time. Um, what, 27 years now, baby? 27 years going on, our 28th year of being married, going through some stuff. And, um, but, but rubbing elbows, walking with each other, communing with each other, pouring in and out of each other, you know, and really just understanding and loving each other when I don't believe nobody else would. <laughs> don't be worried, baby. I promise. I'm thinking, I'm telling you, it's good. It's good. But it's beautiful. I probably shared this with you before, but I remember one day I was locked outside. I was sitting on the porch. I was hot. Just finished work. I was hot. I was hungry and, and just wanted to get in the house, but I left my keys. And my wife, um, my kids was in a daycare center in a town that was beyond ours, that was past ours. And my wife would drive from Orlando and she would drive to Plymouth to pick up the kids. And then she would come from Plymouth and then come home, which would probably added about another uh, 20 half hour, 40 minutes or so to her commute. And so I was sitting there and I thought to myself, I said, you know, I really don't want to be out here another hour before my wife gets home with the kids. And I said to myself, I said, I didn't pray. I didn't even speak it. I just said, Tamara, I need you to come home. I just, I was sitting there and I said, Tamara, I need you to come home. And 10 minutes later, see, we had a little geo prism. It was raggedy. Had a hole in the muffler. <laughs> and you can hear it coming two blocks away. I'm not kidding. And as I was sitting there, two minutes later, I heard it. I was like, what? I said, and I thought to myself, I said, oh, my baby must have got up early. She didn't, when they got the kids and she come home. And she drove and, you know, she whipped that corner like she always do in that little Jill. Whipped that corner and pulled up in the driveway. And when I looked at her, when I looked, I, there was no kids in the car. I said, babe, what you doing here? She said, she looked at me, she said, oh, I forgot the kids. You know, I don't know. I said, but you know what? I was so excited. She said, I forgot the kids. I got to go get the kids. I said, no, don't go yet. I said, babe, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. You would not believe what I did. She said, what'd you do? She said, I called you home. I called you home. Before you went and got the kids, I promise you, I told us, I, I promise you, I just said, I was sitting here, I was hot, I was frustrated, and I said, Tamara, come home. And you came home, and she looked at me like, you know, and, 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 she, and I was able to get in the house, and then she had to go get the kids, of course, but I was able to get in the house. And I was so excited about that, I was so excited about that, you know? And, and even now, it happens consistently. I have learned to expect that joining to be there. Why? Because we walk together. We commune together. And when you walk with the king, man, that's something special that's happening there. You know what the other is thinking. 
you know where the other is. You know where the other is going because there's an exchange of nature. When two becomes one, I love marriage because when two becomes one, there's a joining in spirit. That's something that's happening there. Your DNA becomes connected and intertwined with her DNA. And you're no longer two people, but you are one. And to understand what they're thinking, to understand what they're feeling, to know where they are, whether it be emotionally, whether it be physically, to understand what they're going through, it's, it's just what I am. It's what I do. It's who we are. Sometimes we do things and, and um, just say things or, you know, try to cover up things, hide things. And I think, and I say to her, she'll say to me, I'll be like, you know you ain't fooling me, right? What you mean? <laughs> I know I know how you really feel. <laughs> you know? And that's true. And, and just today she turned around, she looked at me and she smiled. I say, babe, why I say, why are you smiling at me like that? She said, Because I know what you're feeling. I said, Yeah. And that was awesome because even right at that time, right after that, Miss Kim, she came up and rolled me with this cloth. And it took everything I had not to cry because I was, I was held back. <laughs> because it was so on point for what I was feeling and for what was going through me and the things that we, and see that lets me know that my communion, my walking is beyond me and my wife, it's beyond me and the father, but it's with you, Sam. Sam, we're communing, Sam. Pretty soon, we're going to be able to commune. We're going to be able to understand what we're going through, man. When you're feeling something, I'm going to feel it too, and I'm going to be able to say, Sam, what you going through, brother? I'm going to be able to talk to you. going to be able to know who you are. My brother Chris, hey, communing together, bro, knowing and understanding what is happening, knowing what is going on with each other, not being afraid to pour into one another. If we are family, and if we are more than blood deep, then we have to get comfortable with the idea that I'm going to know what you're going through. And sometimes you got to spend time with each other. It, it doesn't have to be special, but you got to spend some kind of time with each other that causes you to know the other. I, uh, I often think whenever I take on a task, I'm doing something very differently than what I'm used to or something that requires, um, ca causes me to be uh, meticulous. That's the word. I, I, I often refer to my brother Matt. He's the voice that pops in my head <laughs> when it comes to being meticulous. Because um, I don't know how many of you know, but there was a time him and I, we did windows together. We installed windows together. Probably the probably the most tedious thing I ever did in my life because it required me to do things that I have never done before. But at the same time, it was the most, it was so life-changing for me. And I don't know if I ever told you that, but it was so life-changing for me because it caused me to tweak and adjust and to see things differently. Now, I don't know if you ever worked with my brother. I did anything with him. <laughs> he don't do nothing half 
half-hearted. You don't do nothing half-hearted. And he won't jump into anything without Tim used the word. Tim brought these words to the access and assess. To access something and to assess it. When you give him a task, you have given him the access to it. But he would never move on what you've given him without first assessing the situation. And sometimes, most, a lot of what I was doing when, when we was given the job was standing back watching. I was like, <laughs> what you need, man? He won't say nothing. And I just kind of look. I just, I look, I look, I look, and then I kind of try to see what he's doing. And I think, oh, he might need the, he might need the press. Let me go get the press. And I go run and get the press and put it out there. Then I see him doing something. He, he be looking, he pulling on things or whatever. Say, yeah, he might need the miter saw for that. Let's go get that. Or let me go get what I know he's going to need. And I go and I start pulling stuff off the truck. Just because I know when he gets ready, when he gets into it, I want it right there for him. I don't, I don't want no hesitation. I want it right there for him. But sometimes he throw a monkey wrench at me. He be like, you know what I need? I say, yeah, I hope it's right there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, you know, go look such and such on the truck. You know, it's going to be behind this, and everything is where he said it's going to be. He, he stacks his truck like a grid, man. You can... You can count on where stuff is going to be. All right, move the table saw and move it over, and it's going to be in the black box right over there. Bring me that um, sawzall or what's the um, vibrated thing that, that cuts? Oscillator. I need the oscillator. I don't know what an oscillator is, but I said, okay, I'm going to go get it. <laughs> I ain't never used oscillators. So I have no idea what an oscillator is. So a lot of times my brother talks to me like I know what stuff is, and I play it off the best I can, but... Because he told me where it was so well, I could pretty much go in there right to where he said it would be. And I said, this must be the oscillator. And he go get the oscillator. I go get the oscillator. I bring it back to him. And let me tell you something. When it comes to doing things right, doing things in a sense that's beyond well enough, my brother does that. And he has taught me that. So now when I do things, I do them differently. I take the time to, 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 to uh, when I'm given access to something, I take the time to assess it. Now, see, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm the kind of guy, I do it on the fly. I do it on the fly. You tell me to do something, I say, even if I say, okay, let me do it. And I look, I get a picture in my mind, and I start cutting. I start putting things together, and then I look at, oh, no, that ain't quite right. I pull it apart, and I do it. I pull it apart, and I do it again. But I have learned, I have learned my first track I built. My first track I built, I was out there sitting in the hot sun, and I can't tell you how many times I pulled that thing apart and put it together. Pull it apart, pull it together. And, um, but, but I learned something. I learned, say, let's see. So the second one I built, after my time with Matt, I was able to say, I want to put me down some, I never drew plans. I drew me some plans. I knew what I wanted to look like. I even started guesstimating the, uh, the dimensions and which I think this thing is going to need and, and, and what it feel like, you know, and what it should look like and how it should flow. You know, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I got my inner mat going on in here, man. I, 
I'm doing this thing. And let me tell you something. It works. It works. You know, because I had to build this track, you know, it was, it's easier sometimes to build something big than it is to build something smaller. So I had to build a, build a smaller version of what I built big. And I was thinking, at first my wife said, yeah, we need to put it small. I was like, no, that ain't going to work. It ain't going to happen. We don't need it. You know? And she kept doing it. Then finally I said to myself, I said, okay, I've been giving my access to this. Let me, let me assess this situation. And let me pull on my inner mat. And I started looking. I started thinking. I said, okay, if I do this, it's going to have to be like this. My curves can't be too tight because it's smaller. And so sometimes when you when you got the curves, you know, and being smaller, they're tighter. So I had to figure out a way to make that tight turn, but yet make it wide enough that the cars could easily, you know, flow through it. And I had to go through all of that. And I was like, man, and there have been times, bro, I wanted to call you. <laughs> I'll be honest. I said, I need to call, man, I need to call man on this. I said, I bet you he can help me. But I said, no, no, I'm just going to use him. I'm just going to use him. I'm going to use what he's poured into me. I'm going to use what he's already given me access to. I'm going to, I'm going to know what he knows. I'm going to understand it like he understands it. And see, when you walk with the king, there's an exchange that happens that causes you to know what the king knows. It causes you to understand how the king understands when you walk with him. But if you're walking with him and you're not communing with him, you'll never understand what the king knows. You'll never see it. Come on, which brings me to my second verse, 14 and 6. Let me say this before I get to this. The way is only a mystery, mystery to them who do not know him. Because the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, right? And we walk by faith and not by sight. So never do we really see. But we walk knowing. <laughs> Why? Because faith is the substance and it is the evidence of things that we don't know, the things that we don't see, the things that we cannot feel. But I walk knowing though I don't know. When I walk with the king, when I have commune with the king, there's something about walking with the king and communing with the king that calls me to understand things. We even talked about that this morning, didn't we? I think somebody said that this morning. Said wisdom. We can have a wisdom that we have not even experienced. You know, sometimes wisdom comes through experience because we put our hands on things and we done mess it up. See, I done messed up a lot of tracks already. So if I had to build a track, I could do it. There ain't no problem. I got it now because I done messed up. I gained wisdom through putting my hands on it, making the cuts, doing, figuring out, oh, that don't work. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? I gained wisdom. But at the same time, when I, my first track came through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. I remember sitting there and thinking, how can I make this work? And, I, and I'll sit back for a minute, I assess, assess the situation, and then he'll tell me, do this. And I go over there and I cut my PVC pipe, boom, 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 put it together. I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I was rejoicing out there by myself. <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, this thing is awesome. I said, I can't believe it. It's working. It's, it's doing what it needs to do. 
But the wisdom came without the experience. See, that's why we don't have to be afraid of the things that is before us. We don't have to be afraid of the task that has been set before us. We don't have to look at it and say, man, that's too big. That's too hard. I don't have the knowledge for that. I'm not degree for that. Why? Because there's a wisdom that goes beyond the natural. There's a wisdom that goes beyond the things that we can teach, be taught in any book that we can ever understand and know. Hallelujah. Come on. There's a wisdom that's given by spirit. Through spirit, that only comes when we are communing and when we are walking with the king. The world don't know that. That's why the world looks at us. I, I can't tell you how many times. That's not a day that goes by that we are there and somebody don't stop me and go, man, this is the baddest thing i ever seen. And to me, I look at it and I look at it I'm thinking, man, I need to fix this. I need to fix that. I need to get that together. I need to do this better. I, I really don't like it. But the, but the world will come out and think, you thought of this? You did this? And they look, and they say, they be looking and examining, they say, wow, man, you did that? And then I feel so much better because I realize it wasn't me. It was a wisdom that came because I commune with the Father because I walk with the Father. See, that's the imagination, y'all. That's where the imagination comes in. Dare to imagine. Dare to dream what you never dreamed before. Dare to see things that you don't know how to do because you ain't even got to worry about the wisdom to do it. You ain't even got to worry about how am I ever going to be able to do that because why? There's a spiritual wisdom. There's a spiritual experience. Hallelujah. Come on. There's a spiritual experience that comes with walking with, come on, I'm doing like my mom would do it, with the king. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> yes. That's a little whooping story I shared. My mama asked you a question, and when she whooped you, she hit you on every word. And God forbid if it's, if it's a long or three-syllable word, you're going to get every syllable. But didn't I tell you not to do that? Yes, ma'am. Ah, no. Put your, put your hand up. Put your hand down. I know I told you. <laughs> That's how my mama would do it, y'all. Every syllable, every word, boy, you got to pop. So you didn't want to talk, but you better not, not say anything either. You can't talk? You can't talk? So now you got another whooping because you can't talk. <laughs> but the steps of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. We walk by faith, not by what we see. Experience and wisdom is supernaturally imparted into us when we commune, when we walk with the king. And that's, what, that's what's so awesome about this saying, y'all. We are walking with the king who knows all things, all that is, all that exists, all that ever was, was because of him. There's nothing he has not experienced. There's no wisdom that's greater than his wisdom. There's nothing he cannot do or has not done. So when we walk with that king, when we walk with him, when we commune with him, guess what? He imparts in us the things that we dare to put our hands to. The things that we dare to put our hands to. Come on, somebody. See, you waiting on him to tell you what to do. He's waiting on you 
to start doing something. He's waiting on you to imagine. He's waiting on you to see. He's waiting on you to begin to walk in the area in a way that you don't even know, that you don't even understand. He's waiting on you to take that step. He's waiting on you to make that move. Why? Because he wants to impart experience and wisdom into you. He wants to impart something into you that you do not have so you can know that he is the king so that the world would know. Come on, somebody. When we get as a body that it ain't about me, but it's about his glory, and he would never leave me ashamed, I would never look like a fool. I may look foolish to somebody, but I never look like a fool when it's all said and done. I never look like a fool when it's all said and done. Come on, somebody. It may be foolish to those that don't know him. But when it's said and done, I won't look foolish. That's what he's waiting on. When we get that, when we begin to understand that, then we'll begin, we will, we are changing the world as it is. But the magnitude, he said greater works. You know what, I, I used to struggle with that, but I'm so thankful because of the teaching that's been going on and just even in the definition of the world that I've learned through some past teachings. You know, their world is not as big as my world. Their world is not the same as my world. So when I think about greater works than these and even the world, the, book, the world couldn't hold the books if they was to write them in detail. I, you know, my imagination said, well, now through better understanding, my imagination said, well, that was Rome and all that. That was one part. But with the whole world, greater works than these can I do? He's waiting on me. He's waiting on me to begin to move. He's waiting on me to begin to walk. He's waiting on me to begin to dare to do the things that I don't even know how to do. Hey, for me, that's becoming a businessman. I don't know how to be a businessman, but I'm learning. Yes, sir, sir. Because there's a wisdom that's been imparted in me, not just by Holy Spirit, but by those that I commune with. Amen. By those that I walk with. There's a business sense that's been given to me as I watch and as I learn and as I hear and as I talk and as I share. As I begin to pour out, there's something that's poured into me. See, so that's why Matt, that's why Jimmy, that's why Steve, that's why Chris, that's why Tim, that's why my sons and my daughters are so important to me. That's why my wife is so important to me because that's where the father is. Every time I see you, I see the Father. All right, let me read my next one. Come on. 14 to 6. Just back and forth, just to say this again. And where I, where I go, you know, and the way you know. Where I am, excuse me, where I go, you know, and the way you, can, you know. 6, 14, 6. He said this, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And, and I thought, and when I, when I saw that, I saw that so differently than I've ever seen that before when I read that. And, and, and it, it was, the content of it for me was unnerving. It caused me to be like, ah, man, 
I, I hope I can relay this to you in the way that I've heard this. Watch. Here's what I got. And this body, talking about Christ, and this body, he could only be the Christ. It was perfect for the appointed time, but it was not enough for eternity. In the body, as the anointed, Christ, why? We, he's talking about, what is he talking to him about? He's talking to him about going away. He said, I go to prepare a place for you, you know, and I shall receive you unto myself again. You know, where I go, you know, and how you get there, you're going to know this. But I have to go. And uh, you know what? Where we at, Pastor Matt? I mean, James. Um, I tried to pull my phone up, but I got this. Hey, don't talk about my Android. I know. <laughs> Somebody gonna be talking about my Android, but in order for me to have, in order for me to do Google, um, Gmail, they require me to do this complicated security on my phone just to get into it. And so if I try to do that right now, I'll probably be forever trying to punch my numbers. But in uh, in the, when you read that, understand this. He says he when he talks about. I am the way, the truth. Now, if you, I think it's a little further or maybe behind what he says. Now, we know he says that he's going to send us a comforter, which we know to be the Holy Spirit. But he also said, before he talked about the Holy Spirit, he also pointed out that I will send you the spirit of truth. He said, I will send you the spirit of truth. I got to go away because... I will send you, there it is right there, thank you. Even the spirit of truth, I can't read that, y'all. Okay, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. You know, and my mind immediately went to, they that worship me must worship me how? You ain't even responsible for how you worship him because he gave you the spirit of truth. So all this time as a kid, as a young man, I used to wonder, what is truth? How am I going to worship the Lord in truth? All the way, but when he showed it to me today, he gave me truth. He has already imparted truth into me. Walking with the king would cause me to know the truth. He would cause me to know the value. It would cause me to know what's real. And what's just an illusion? He would cause me to know what is valuable and what is counterfeit. I will give you the spirit of truth. Not only that, then he, then he went on a little bit after that. He says, I am the way, which we talked about. You know the way, and you know where. Why? If you know me, you know the way. If you know me, you know where. Because why? I am the way. I told you that. I talked about it early, but I'm going to break it down. I'm going to make it real simple for you. I'm the way. And then he said, I'm going to give you the spirit of truth. And not only did he say, I am the way, he said, I am the truth. If you know me, you know the truth. If you know me, you understand the truth. And see, if we're struggling in yourself with what's real and what's not, 
you need to start knowing. You need to get to know the Father. And um, a great example that was given um, when we were at our Christmas party today, you know, it was a Christmas party Friday night. Or Saturday, was it Friday or Saturday? Friday, okay. Um, we was talking about character. We was talking about the man and the woman that leads his house and understand. I remember, I remember when I first got here, there was a, there was a fear. And I'm, I'm going to say this, and I could be wrong. I sensed a fear, especially when I was on the platform and I was playing music. I sensed the fear, and we used to talk about it. We call it the hook. <laughs> we call it the hook. You know, that was a that was a fear we had that, man, you better not stray from that. You better not move away from that too much. I don't know. We gonna, this, is, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to get it done. You know, you better play that note like this, or if not, we're going to get the hook, and the hook was serious. Now, the hook was real. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't no imaginary thing. <laughs> you would get the hook. You would get yanked off the stage real nicely here. Just When you see him picking up his Bible and checking it and doing like this, he picking up his Bible and doing this right here. The hook is coming. The hook is coming. It's kind of like, uh, what you call it, Apollo, when the crowd starts going, womp, womp. Womp, you, you can just see the crowd, the audience going, womp, 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 womp. You know he's coming. You know he's coming because this right here means womp, womp, you know. And womp, womp, he's, he's coming. That's the hook, y'all. <laughs> but the hook was real, don't get me wrong. But in, in, in everybody's hearts, I know it wasn't just in mine, but in everybody's heart, we wanted to move, we desired to move from that place of fear into that place of knowing. And we started challenging ourselves to, to move from that place of fear into that place of knowing. And before you know it, you know, somebody dared to do something. And everybody else waited like, he better get the hook, you know. But then he would step in and encourage what was being done. Even though it seemed foolish, it was not foolish. It was just a daring. It was a knowing, daring to know a part of this ministry that we did not know before. A daring to move into a part that we have not moved in before. And all of a sudden, everybody was like, okay, okay, that's good. But you know what? In all of that, we was moving into what we now know as fluid worship. There's no way we could have been in this place of fluid worship without first moving past fear. See, you can't walk with the king in fear. You can't walk with the king being afraid of receiving the hook. Yes, come on now. Hallelujah. What? Okay, so what? What if I do receive the hook? What does that mean? What's going to happen to me? If I walk with a king that loves me and I receive the hook from him or her or whoever, is that the end? It's just a correction. Not being afraid of correction. Not being afraid of being set on the right track. I'm glad there's a hook. I'm glad the shepherd has a hook on his, on his rod. Because whenever a sheep that he loves gets out of hand, he just reach over there, bloop, bloop, pull him back. 
get in line. And if you don't do right, bam, get over here. <laughs> That's my mama. Uh, yeah, she'll do that quick, boy. <laughs> Woo! My mama had a hook in her eye. Like, I could be over there cutting up and doing something, me and my little friend be talking. And my mama would turn around, my mama would turn and look like. And you immediately identified with that hook. You prayed it didn't mean you were going to get your butt whooped. But I knew I needed to stop right now what I was doing. No, man, I'm, I'm going to go sit over here by myself. I'm going to sit over here by myself. My kids learned that, too. We gave them that hook out. They be talking the first time you look at them, but after you gave them that hook out, you look at them again, it would be so funny. They'd be standing up praising the Lord, <laughs> singing a song, worshiping the Lord, doing whatever they had to do to get away from that hook, boy. It was beautiful. It was so funny. Me and mom would laugh so hard. We would go, sometimes we had to go to the room and laugh because we would laugh so hard. We didn't want them to see us laughing. But he said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I am the life. Just not just a life that sustains me, but this is how I live. This is what I feel. This is the thing that I flow in. This is how I know him because his life is my life. My life is his life. I know him, I understand him, and I know what he's going to do. I know how he's going to move because we share the same life. The spirit that dwells in him dwells in me. The spirit that dwells in him dwells in the Father. The Father dwells in him, and therefore he dwells in me. Therefore the Father dwells in me. I am the same spirit that's in the Father is in me. There's no separation. There's no substitution. There's no, there's no distraction. I have a direct connect with Yahweh God through Jesus Christ. Why? Because that same spirit that dwells in him dwells in me. So we are all one. And my life is full of the spirit of God. It is full of the Holy Spirit. They are all the same. It's all the same thing. They do something differently. They operate. They perform. But it's all in unison. It causes me to know something that I would not know. It causes me to have a wisdom that I would not have. It causes me to have an understanding that I normally would not have. It causes me to have a freedom. Hey, I love this. I love this. Let me do this. I got a couple more things I'm going to do. I'm going to be through with y'all. All right. Let me see. Go to 15, 14 chapter, 15 verse, and the 17th verse. And there's a word in there that I love. Oh, there it is. And it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. He will give you another helper. And when I saw that word, another, it does not mean a replacement. But if you was to read it like this, you would say, the word that I hear is, he will give you an additional helper. He will give you more than you need. And we say, what's the additional? The truth, the spirit of truth. You got this Holy Spirit. He defined, and you know, and, 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 and I don't want to make it sound like you got multiple spirits, but there's multiple things that is happening in you that causes you to be whole, that causes you to be full, that causes you to be complete because it's all of the same spirit. It's all of God. 
But he said, I've given you the spirit of truth. And also I have will give you additional help. And then he said, and then he also talked about the Holy Spirit, which will be a leader, a guide, a comforter, and I'll show you and remind you of all things. There was definition happening there. There was a distinctness that was happening there three different times. But they're all the same. But they all, it's all there to cause you to know him, to know the king, to understand the king. My finite mind could never understand the ways of the father. Just even as a man, as a husband. (laughs) I'll say this carefully. As a husband, my mind could not understand the mind of my wife. Except I had another helper. I had an additional help. Amen. Come on, y'all got to admit, man, we have to get some help sometimes to understand our wife because they, they just don't think like we think. She, my wife don't think like I think. Even though, and then it's funny because I know what she's thinking, though. I know how she, if I approach a situation, I know my first thought as well, how I would handle it. But all of a sudden, ding, ding, something goes off of my head. And it says, that, that's, that's not how she's going to do that. That's not how she's going to do that. She'll be okay. She'll appreciate what your efforts. I can hear her. Yeah, I appreciate your efforts, baby. That was nice. But let me, let me show you how, let me show you how it, it, I needed to happen. Let me show you how I needed to happen. Which really, which, which generally means she going to take down everything I did and put it back like she wanted it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Cam. I appreciate that. I felt like I was out on a limb just then. Come on. But I'm serious. And so sometimes, you know, and, and it's like one of those things, it's like, which whooping am I going to take from her? Am I going to do this and watch her take apart what I did to do it like she wanted to do it? Or am I just going to ignore it and not act like I don't see it at all? Because I know she's going to do it differently than when I do it. And it really depends on my mood. Sometimes I just ignore it. And she'll come in. You didn't see this? You could at least help me out. You ain't even help me out. I'm trying to. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, if I'd have done that, you'd have came right in here and changed that. You wouldn't even see. And then when she do it, I thought to myself, I wouldn't even done it like that. So you'd have had to do it anyway. So I saved you a step. You ain't had to take it apart to put it back together. I'm serious. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. My kids are attest to you. Every night I have to get out of the bed. Why? Because she got to straighten the bed. I stopped straightening the bed up. I used to try to straighten the bed, straighten the bed so I could get in the bed and relax. First thing she do, oh, you got to get out of the bed. For what? Oh, look at the cover. You ain't got this right on. Get out, get out. And I got, I'm fuming, man. I done cleaned this bed up and now I got to get out of the bed. So now, I don't care what the bed look like. I lay down in the bed, and I lay down. I don't even get under the covers. I lay on top of the covers. 
because I know when she comes in, I'm going to have to get out of the bed anyway. And I still have not stopped being mad about getting out of bed, though. Somewhere in my mind, I think, man, eventually she's going to let me stay in this bed, but it, it don't happen. It don't happen. After 27 years, yeah, I still have to get out of the bed. Yes, sir. Moving on. The spirit of truth, y'all. In addition to the things that he's given us, he's given us an addition to the spirit of truth, an addition of the spirit of truth. He's given us the, the Holy Spirit who knows the mind of Christ except the Holy Spirit, who knows the things that we ought to pray for except that the Holy Spirit, you know. So even when we pray, I've learned that even when I pray, my prayer is, is, is about me being better. It's about me being able to hear more clearly and to see more clearly the things that the Father desires for me. So my prayer is inward so that I can begin to prophesy outwardly. If I hear him clearly, if I see him clearly, and if I know him more, then when I come to a situation, I can speak to that situation. He has given me the power to speak the things that do not exist into existence. Why has he given us that power? Why has he given us the ability to speak the things to co-create? Is another word that came out of prayer this morning. Y'all should have been in prayer this morning. Why has he given us the ability to co-create? It's not there just to, to speak the things that I want, but it's to speak the things that the king would want. So when I see it with my eyes, my first thought is, man, how this, how, how this girl going to set this up? And then I can set it up and mess it up and she come back and do it. Or I could get to know her so well. She liked that. I don't think I'm going to ever straighten the bed up, though. I'm telling you that now. But I could get to know him so well that when he said, you ask. And, and it's all in this for He said, whatever you ask in my name, he said, I will petition the father you know what I'm saying and, that, and that's beautiful because I love marriage I love the way marriage happens because I know there are times where my kids want something of me but they don't come to me they go to mama because mama know how, knows how to petition dad if I ask him I know what dad going to say boy you crazy leave me alone what kind of grades you got? They, 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 they know well, it's going to be something. You took out the trash? You cut the yard? What all them weeds back there? You know, they, they know there's going to be a whole lot of stuff they're going to have to go through before they get it from dad. But if they go to mom, and then they convince mom, then mom will petition the father. And even though I say, man, them guys ain't done nothing, but then she say, oh, daddy. Oh, daddy, you, you, you act like you act like you just been the perfect kid. That's what she did to me. That's what she would do to me. You act like you've been the perfect kid. I need to go talk to your mama. How huh? what if I go talk to your mama? <laughs> you ain't take the trash out every time you supposed to take the trash out. And before you know it, I'm like, go on, just go on, girl, go on. 
We could do it. Go on before I change my mind, you know? And see, and that's what happens. That's what happens. So a lot of times when we pray to the Father, we, we, we pray wrongly. We pray in the midst. We don't, we don't do it right. It's not, something's missing there. And so we're praying and we're praying and we're praying and we're praying and we're not seeing results. But if we allow that spirit, that thing that's in us, he say, ask in my name. And so, and, and, and the church has really perverted that. You know, we walk on a car lot or into a house in the name of Jesus. No, that is not right. That is not right at all. It's not witchcraft. He, he ain't currency. He's not money. You got the money to pay for that car? No, that's what he, and you out there laying your hands on a car you can't afford. That's not what he does. That's not how it happens. But if I would set myself, first of all, if I know him, I understand that he's a God of order. So I'm not going to do anything that's out of order. I'm not going to ask for anything that is out of order. But if I ask in myself, in the name of Jesus, Father, your will be done in me. And then he will petition the Father. You know Archie? Yeah, he ain't take the trash out the other day, but he, he pretty good. He's a good kid. He does what he needs to do. And so when he receives his answer from the Father, and sometimes that answer is no. But when he receives the answer from the Father and he puts it in me, then guess what? I could prophesy to those things that are not. Father, you know I need a car. But I'm being faithful to my job because I'm catching the bus like I'm supposed to. I got a bike. If I need to ride my bike, if I need to walk, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do to be faithful to my job. And all the time, he said, I know what you have need of. I don't really even have to ask for a car because he knows what I have need of. So if I'm faithful to the thing that I'm responsible for, guess what? He's making intercession for me. Father, you know my son needs a car. Your son needs a car. You know it. And before you know it, which is my testimony, cars are given to you. People walk in the office and, and gave my wife a truck. The very truck I was looking at before I got my kid. <laughs> I couldn't afford my truck, but I can afford the kid. So I went and got the kid. I was faithful to the kid. But the vehicle that I needed, because I had it in my mind, me and my son was even talking about, yeah, son, I want to get this Dodge Ram. I think this is what I need. We're going to do this. And I need to have that so I could pull this. I could do that. I could have all these dreams. But when I started looking into it, ooh, I couldn't afford that. So I said, well, I need to find something roomy enough that I can afford. And I, it was really it's just like the Kia. I thought, the Kia? I said, yeah, because I had seen it much earlier in my life, and I remember all the room that was in it. And I thought, oh, this is really a roomy car, but I didn't really think about it, and we did something else. And uh, years later, I was reminded. He reminded me. He caused me to remember the room that was in the kid. And when I went to the lot to see the kid, it was in my price. The price of the thing, everything I needed was right there. I can afford to do it easily. And that's what I got. And guess what? It has been a God sent to me. It has done everything that I needed it to do, but I, it can't pull a trailer though, you know. So, but, but he, but in being faithful to what we're doing, my wife made some sacrifices for me that was outstanding, and uh, I didn't have to beg her 
to do these things. These were things that she saw need of, and, 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 and we walked, and we agreed with these things. And she's made these sacraments, and we, you know, I, I call her my, that's my, I know it's not a good word, I know, but it's really real. I call her, that's my dog. She, she down with me for whatever. You know, no matter what we go through, she down. Man, I mean, you, you, hey. Draw that. I don't know how many people have seen my little Mishibishi? Y'all know my little Mishibishi? Remember that little black Mishibishi I had, little Mighty Max? Every time you hit a bump, that thing go, wink, 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 wink. <laughs> Little old bitty car, man, little old bitty truck. My wife drove that thing. Get dressed up for work, be nice and pretty, and get in that little black ugly Mishibishi and drive it. <laughs> Faithful. And uh, I love that. I love that. And so she was honored. The father honored her. And um, listen, let me tell you, he has given us the power to become sons. He will petition for us so that we can hear and see clearly. And he has given us the power to do what? To speak things that are not as though they were. Amen. Begin to prophesy. But first, walk with the king. That's right. Know him. Interact with him. So that you know his will. You know what he desires. You know the thing that pleases him, that does not please him. So right. that when you pray, because your prayer should be, and I'm closing with this, your prayer should not necessarily be that of many words. But your prayer should be a lifestyle in the sense that it demonstrates what you need. That's right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yes, it does. It's great. Your prayer, your life should demonstrate your needs. Amen. In other words, you should be so involved in something and so over your head in something. Not only does he have to impart wisdom into you to accomplish it, but at the same time, your life should be so overwhelmed that he sees there's a need for you. That's good. Mm -hmm. Your prayer is your working. Your prayer is you putting your hand to something that's greater than you. And so when you start working at it and it's, and it's greater than you, and you remain faithful to it, guess what? He's going to supply your needs. And the things that he don't, and the things that are not there, now you see and you hear clearly and you can speak to them. Yep. Amen. It Amen. calls those things that are not as though they were. Amen. 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 Come on and bless the Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. Am I on? Thank you, Archie. That, um, you know, I think about where we are and all that the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. And, and I'm reminded throughout the word that he was speaking, um, he referred to this numerous times to uh, John 14, uh, 17, 16. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. He will be with you forever. The reason the Father gave him another helper, as he said so well, and I 